when I think of the Expo Life program, why do I want people to remember it? Right? I think, um, I think I hope people remember it as not a program that was out there to find the one. I think we live in a society where there's always about the winner, you know, and this competition, and this is the best, and and it's all about finding that one. I think, I think that is uh, imperfect because I think we are, our, our world is more complex and we don't need one solution. We don't, we don't need one superhero, right? We need a chunk of heroes out there. And, um, and I think that's what I want people to remember very much about Expo Live, that it is about the community. It is about an effort to find many, right? To, and to encourage many and to inspire many. This is Yusuf Kairis, the Senior Vice President of Expo Live, at the beginning of the series, in its very first episode, Yusuf introduced us to what this innovation program is all about. And over the course of the show, we've spoken to an array of brilliant and bold innovators all over the world. My name is Ilat Diaz, and I'm the founder and global director of Litter of Life. My name is Sabrina uh, Habib, really, and I'm the uh, co-founder and chief exploration officer at Kidogo. Hi, everyone. I'm Suzanne from Picha Eats, and I'm currently based in Kuala Lumpur, uh, So my Malaysia. name is Shanta Bloman. Um, I'm, I'm the, the founder and director of a social enterprise called Mobility Hi, for Africa. So, uh, I'm Sadat Hande. I'm the founder and CEO of Kabadi Wala Connect. Oh. Uh, I'm Renat, I'm from Globe for All. I'm Alawi from Ramallah, Palestine. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Alma. Hi, I'm Nakia Ibrahim and I am the Chief Operating Officer at Scenario. In our final episode of Innovate with Purpose, we leave the mic to Yusuf one more time as he reflects on the impact of this program and what's next for our global innovators. I'm Rama Shakari, and you're listening to Innovate with Purpose, the official podcast of Expo Live, an innovation program by Expo 2020 Dubai. There's so many sentiments at Expo right now because we're getting close to the end. Right? And, and a lot of those feelings tend to pop up about how do you bring something like this to an end? Um, and for those of us that have been working for such a long time on this, you, you, you have this, um, this confused feeling. You know? So anytime there's a conversation or an interview that I get, talking about so what's next i'm like well th there's an answer for that but but we're still here now right there's still now and um and now is still pretty amazing for the past four years the team at expo live has been working closely with innovators and entrepreneurs from all around the world We've spoken to some of the Expo team members on this show who told us about the early days of the program how it was set up the criteria they had for selecting the innovators, as well as the metrics they used for measuring their impact. In total, the Expo Live program attracted over 11,000 applicants. When selecting the 140 grant recipients, the team looked at the business model, potential impact, and merit of each innovator. But there was another factor at play. And I'll, I'll add one more here, and, I, and I'll, I'll call this 
um, and I'll, I'll share this, even though this is very private to my team and I, we used to call this the Robin Hood moment, coming very much ref referencing the Robin Hood tale of a person who steals from the rich to give to the poor, right? What happens in, an, in a program like ours is that despite the many efforts that we have, that we've placed in getting applications from all over the world, right? we still end up getting a lot of very good applications from certain specific countries, right? Particularly from North America and, and Western Europe because the English language is stronger. Because the markets are more developed, there are more of these entrepreneurs in parts of the world that, than there are in others. That's the reality of the world. But that doesn't have to be the reality of the program. And we'll say, well... You know, running on merit. But then there's a point where you kind of sense, you kind of feel that there's a point where they all deserve it. They all deserve it. And that's when we, the team and I, used to go and say, well, I think it's time for the Robin Hood moment. That's when we literally go out there and, and pick up the top 50 and then looked at the 50 to 70. And which one of those come from a place that you wouldn't really think of? or somebody that didn't make it because, or didn't get to the top 50 because of a, of a particular issue. And we kind of give that a second thought. We'd, we'd call them up, confirm and see, did we really understand what this is all about? And, and for many times, we'd switch. We'd take, take somebody from the top 550 and put somebody else there. You know, we'd, we'd Robin Hood the moment. Once the entrepreneurs were selected, they received the grant money and set out to implement their plans whether that meant scaling their markets, testing prototypes, or research and development. They each had their own challenges and hurdles to overcome, but one thing that impacted all the businesses, regardless of where they were or what industry they were in, is the outbreak of the pandemic. And, and when the pandemic hit, 2020 hit, there was a very impactful period that I think made, made the program and the innovators in it um, a bit shaky because we're all about optimism we're all about the expo it's all about the future it's all about you know believing in, in what's coming next but then you gotta worry about today you gotta worry about paying salaries you gotta worry about the customer that you just lost or, the, or your client that just went bankrupt and I, we lost a couple of, of, of startups because of the pandemic we had to you know intervene right to give them additional support so that they wouldn't disappear in, in the middle of the crisis. And we've, we've heard so many kind things of our innovators who came here and said, we would not have made it if it wasn't for that additional support that you guys gave us. It was a time when many of these businesses needed the additional boost. So the team at Expo Live set up the COVID emergency fund for the global innovators. Unlike the initial grant money, this extra boost did not have stipulations on how it should be used. The Expo Live team made it flexible so that they can offer support to each unique business in the best way. I, I do believe we were probably hurt and strengthened by the pandemic. And I think we're probably going to come to another, another test as we transition from having the umbrella of the World Expo Right? and stand on your own two feet and say, we are, you know, we're relevant, we're still relevant, uh, we're still important, and, and we're still going to do something powerful. 
To make sure the innovators can stand on their own two feet, the Expo team also equipped the businesses with the knowledge and tools to make them financially sustainable moving forward. You know what kills organizations and startups? Taking in money, the wrong kind of money that they can't afford. The equity stake, the debt that they take from a, from a, from a, from a funding organization. And then they got to pay that back and they can't because they're not ready. So our funding allowed for them to weigh it out, to wait it out, right? Allow them to wait it out and not have to commit to get a different kind of funding. But now, at this point in time, when they have grown, they have understood, they have advanced how they are as organizations. And our support here now right, is to say, you don't need another grant. Somebody else needs a grant. You need market money. You need a loan. You need to go talk to your bank. You need to talk to investors. Over the past three months, we've engaged with a uh, consultancy company that has been helping about 30 of our innovators get to that investor readiness point. The investor readiness includes things like how to make a great pitch, how to market the business, and how to set up your books in a robust way. We've invested so much, whether it's in entertainment or in programs like Expo Live or in, in advocacy, in intellectual debate that we've put together. These are all part of what we call the, you know, the, the non-physical expo. And, and that doesn't just stop. And, and we are very excited to be able to be in that phase right now and, and plant those, those foundations for an Expo Live that lives beyond, an Expo Live that doesn't need the Expo anymore. It has its own identity, it has its own gravitas, it remains demand-driven, so there are folks that need what we provide, and that we understand very well what is it that we do, where we fit in the world, right? We, we provide financial support, we provide uh, a platform for social entrepreneurs, impact organizations to come together, to grow and to thrive. That's, that's who we are, right? And, and, and we want to keep doing that and we're putting the foundations so we can keep doing that uh, for as long as we can. And although the grant program itself is coming to an end, the community that was fostered, the tools that were shared and the connections that were made will continue to have an impact on everyone who was involved. I think... For myself, um, I can speak very confidently about how it will impact me, the way I see the world and the way that it has made me rethink a couple of things as a, as a, you know, as a person, as a consumer, right? as, a, as an employee, as a future entrepreneur. Right. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm human too. All I hear is inspiring stories. I want to be the next innovator. Right. So uh, I think it has it has very much had an impact on, on me. And, and I and my expectation for myself is that it does not it's not going to wash away. The elements around um, the mechanism of funding and identifying and investing, that's that's kind of straightforward. But the community angle, that's special to us. This sense of community is definitely what makes the Expo Live program very unique. And it's certainly one of those things that will have an enduring legacy long after the Expo wraps up. Because we, we, set, out to, we set out in search for individuals and found a community and made particular choices that 
allowed for the community to, to grow. And the community requires maintenance. And I think that doesn't sound very exciting, but boy, a lot of life is really just maintenance. We gotta maintain this community. And, and we've maintained it in times where, where things were wonderful, where we could all travel and we could come together and we could see each other. We've maintained it when that was not possible. We've had to become hybrid and, and digitalize this community. And through the expo, we've kind of brought that again, brought to that physical sense. In fact, yesterday we had one of our GIs, his name is Charles from Japan. And um, he came and said, you gotta, you gotta continue to do this stuff. Like, I would come even if you don't sponsor me. I would come. You just let me know and I will come because there is so much that I get from being together. Like it's, 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 I guess it's when you go to, a, it's as if you're going to a game. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm Brazilian, so I'm going to always refer to football, right? So if you're going to a football game and you're at the stadium and you look around and everybody's wearing the same jersey and you just feel part of it. I think to a certain extent, there is that feeling in Expo Life. We are quite proud. You know, we'll, we'll get to the point where we look back and say, the decisions that we've made uh, in identifying and running the program as wide as we could, in providing financial support to as many as we could, uh, to make the effort in bringing them together and turning you know, strangers into a community. All of those decisions when, you know, now begin to, to make sense because we've put something in motion. And now that the expo is coming to an end, our Expo Life Pavilion is, is going to come to an end, we have this sense of this part should not end. This program, this community uh, shouldn't really end. And, and that's what we're beginning to build at this moment, is the, the first few steps of the next, what we call legacy instrument, for lack of a better word, uh, for the Expo Life program. I think the last thing for us now is to embrace change, right? to embrace transformation because that's what's coming for the Expo Life program, right? It was born at a particular time. It, it grew up and developed itself, uh, you know, in the pre-years of Expo. It, it became known and, and kind of more relevant during the Expo. And, and now we're, at a, we're in this position where we, we know that what's coming ahead of us is, is going to be different. So... I think it's, it's a time for transformation and I'm very excited about it. I'm very proud of how far we've come and, and as a team and as a community. And I am very excited that we get to transform it into something that outlives the Expo, right? I see Expo Live as a fantastic, intangible legacy of the Expo spirit. Innovate with Purpose is the official podcast of Expo Live, an innovation program by Expo 2020 Dubai. Innovation can come from anywhere to everyone. For more inspiring stories and to learn about the future of the program, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Expo Live Social. Innovate with Purpose is produced by Kerning Cultures Network. 
If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, share it with your friends and leave us a review.